Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Right. Oh my god, it's so hot in here. <laughs> I turned the heat off. I don't want to take my sweatshirt off because I'm on because I can't hide my <laughs> rest of my. Sometimes girth. it's just not worth it. I mean, I could hide my five head, but I can at least. It's, sometimes it's just not worth it. It's Ugh. just roll. Just roll with it. We're almost forty. It's it's time to just lower those expectations. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like beer and I love pizza. And it shows now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going kicking and screaming. That's fair. I'm sorry for anyone's ears who had to hear this one. It's my favorite one. Anywho. Oh, are we going? Yeah. Excellent. Hello and welcome to the Making Laps podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason, alongside me. Still six feet away, according to the Democrats, is my brother Jesse Gleason. Achoo! I caught some of that. I'm wiping it off. Anyway, uh, you will notice... COVID is the flu that has a better publicist. Okay, fair. Thanks, Gino Bisconti. Anyway, you'll notice that we are missing a person because I didn't actually introduce him, but we are missing Phil because... He's so small! Because apparently he's doing something away from home and forgot that we've recorded on Monday nights at 7.30 for the last uh, 51 weeks. Not straight, though. So Okay, whatever. It's close enough. You know, the last show was such a shit show that he probably thought we weren't recording. I told him to... You know what? No. I told him that, hey, get... I'm not going to give it away, but get some stuff together this is really hard not to give away but get something together for a segment that i'm doing so that we can add a little bit of fun to the show and he's kind of waffled on it and waffled on it and then all of a sudden now he's not here so does that mean we still can't it's like he can't take the test if he doesn't show up you know what i mean when you've skipped school in high school or whatever it's like well i'll just go take it later i was sick i sorry so takes on new meaning and how sad it is now. So this is for real. Yeah, this is actually for real now. Because he's not here. I was just letting it play because it's sad. He's not here. He did put up a post on Facebook, though, where he did say, I got dumped because I spent too much time on my race car, and now he's ditching us, wherever you are, Phil. When did he get dumped? Right before last show. Remember, we made a mention of Yeah, he got dumped by text. Oh, yeah, that bitch. Yeah. He didn't need her anyway. Racers. If you meet a new woman or a man. He's lucky. He Let's be fair. If you meet somebody new. Don't assume their pronouns. I did both. Sorry, not sorry. If you meet somebody and they're like, hey. You spend too much time on the race car. You don't need that shit. Just get rid of them. Just, no, you don't need them. No. Don't change for people. Don't. Don't change for people. 
Because who needs another fucking dream killing nagging bitch anyway? Right. They probably always want to know where you are at all times. They probably want to be looking through your phone every time you come home from work. Not my wife, obviously, but like, I'm just saying, because she's staring at me right now. I wish you could see. Hi. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you threatened to leave me if I ever said if it was you, me, or the race car. I did. You told me that very early when we were dating. I made it perfectly clear. I said, if 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 you ask me to choose between you or the race car, it's, it's going to be the race car because I had it longer. Yep. And I'm not changing who I am for someone else. What about now? Yeah, you, you've already know the drill. What's your name? <laughs> I just heard the song Jesse was playing. <laughs> just no, I'm not kidding. No. Just like yours. That's There's all. plenty of other ones, Phil. They'll be happy to help you on the car. That mine doesn't help me, and I don't ask her to. I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's not part of the bargain. He's not. He's sorry. He's not. On. No, he's not. I think he ditched us for his race car because we asked him to change. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's getting us demonetized. Anyway. Not that you made any anyway. No, we didn't make any money doing this. We do this for fun. This is all goofing. Speaking of which, uh, how about that Tom Brady, huh? New England going back to another... No, wait, it's not New England. Not going back to another Super Bowl. I don't give a shit, okay? Because <laughs> hockey. There's no sticks, there's no ice. Jesus saves. Fair enough. He was the son of God, meant to, you know, pitch the shutout. Bro, he didn't even wear a face mask. Don't he have can, to. Just... He didn't have to. Right. But, no, uh, I am not one of those bitter... There's slap shots in the snow. No, I'm not one of those bitter Tom Brady, you know, Patriots fan people where it's like, oh, I hope he sucks. Oh, I hope he does. But no, the guy gave us 20 years, 20 of his best years in the in the game. He gave us six Super Bowls. He went to nine of them with. It's like, if he's happy, that's great. You I know, I don't two care. Shit so because be good. Loyalty in sports is for fucking. See, so yeah, I edited myself out there. Can you just not do that? <laughs> so anyway, Sorry, enough farmers. Tom Brady goofing. No, but loyalty in sports is stupid anyway. So forget all that bullshit. I could do a whole episode on. Oh, you mean loyalty, loyalty is in like people playing for the same team forever? People playing in the same team. That never fans happens. Rooting for the same team every every year. Oh, you're gonna be a bandwagon. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting into it. Fuck that. What are we doing today? Anyway, we're 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 going off. <laughs> no, but that's fine. I mean, we're here I like to talk to say- about racing. I know, and I'm a bandwagon racer. Okay, sometimes. Fair enough. Okay, but no, I got some. Uh, I the usually only roll as good through. As your last win anyway, so fuck it. Let's go. I usually roll through personal updates, and this has been a slow crawl. Let's be fair, people. It's been a really tough slow crawl because of all the rule changes that we've been going through. I pulled the body off. I think I said that last week. I don't even know if I did or not. Did a bunch of little upgrades and changes here and there. I think I got the brakes finally put on the rear end. I mean, again, I'm like inching through this damn thing. Now, I was going to film a YouTube-only segment for the show because if you subscribe or watch on YouTube, I was going to give people a little extra incentive to watch because you can't hear what I'm you know, showing you on a podcast. You can see it on YouTube. So I was going to film that segment today at the garage, and it was 20 degrees outside, and my cameras would have frozen, and the batteries would have shut down in 10 minutes. So it's like, well, that's really not worth my time. 
it, it kind of is worth your time though because we because watching people suffer is very entertaining to other people. I wasn't suffering though. I mean, I'm a mailman. Yeah. I work outside in the cold all the time. I'm not I worried about suffering. The, I'm not worried about the cold. The cameras would shut off every five minutes, and I wouldn't catch any of the suffering. That's the problem. Well, you can at least fake it. I I would fake suffering for views, but yeah. but if the cameras don't work, I can't do it, and They'd... that's kind of plugged me up for the day. So it's like, well, screw it. You'll get a regular segment later. Plug I have stuff in. planned. So Plug them in. they'll be all right. Yeah, I, I have stuff planned. Maybe I'll film it later in the week when it warms up in March. I don't know. Anyway, um, so you remember I've been pushing this thing called comment of the week, where we go through. Uh, Social media posts or media outlet posts on racing and stuff and look for the favorite comment. Well, I kind of altered it. I came up with one. You subscribe to the Infield Tractor Tire on Facebook. Yes, I do. Okay. That is a gold page. If anybody's never seen it, they got to go follow them. I think they're on Instagram. I think they're on Facebook. I'm only there for the memes anyway, so... Yeah. And they, and they do provide. Yes. They are providers of memes. They're excellent memes. So... My comment of the week this week goes to the infield tractor tire. For their comment... T-I-T-T, tit. Yes. Their comment, I heard Kyle Larson knocked out Conor McGregor. Man, that guy can win at anything. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Guy just wins at everything. He doesn't even, you don't even know it. Yeah, I commented too. I, mine wasn't the pick of the week, but the fuck, Brent? I can't just pick yours because then it would look like favoritism. Hasn't stopped anybody else before. Offer your comment. <laughs> we'll put it to the vote. Yeah. Offer your comment. Well, I'm saying Carl Larson could hit the infield tractor tire and destroy that motherfucking tractor tire. So he's like the Chuck Norris of racing now? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Especially when you see what happened. I don't remember what day. Okay, now I look stupid. Anyway, it was this weekend, I think. But anyway, we'll go into that later. Um, so yeah, just cross off Chuck Norris and any of the jokes and edit Kyle Larson and make it and about he looks dirt like racing. A superhuman now. So yeah. I know I can't wait till the 500. Now I can't wait to see this guy back in the car. Oh yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm. I heard there's gonna be a pretty big car count for the 500. I heard it's like 50 cars at least now. Yeah. And I think it's like four. They said something like 14 cars. I'm going off memory here, and that's usually pretty crap. But I think it's 14 cars going for four spots already with the, what do you call them, charters? What you, I don't remember what they're called. You know, the guaranteed starts because the they were. Divisionals? No, it's all guaranteed starts that you pay NASCAR for, and so you don't lose your sponsorship. I think that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I always liked the way NHRA did it, which. You don't make don't it, care. suck you, it. We don't care if you're the world champion. If you can't qualify for the show, you ain't in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm looking to see if Phil has texted me. Nope. Nothing. All right. So, anyway. You dumped us, too. I know. Farmer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bundle of sticks. Yeah. I, for once, you know, we had the email up for one week. We got one. Yay. We got you, one we from. We got an email? And it wasn't from somebody we know, like, really, really well. I know. I might know this guy, but I know hundreds and hundreds of people through racing for 21 years it was me it was a fake account was it no i'm kidding okay good <laughs> because that would have like been uh, no. well you brought up a good point to talk about no he brought up a point no a talking point if you will now this is probably right up our alley but if we had tom dimaggio here he would really know a lot more about this than me and you because we uh, 
We're not that great with the history. But the listener email is this. It came from a guy named Ryan Sylvia, which, Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, he says, hey, boys, love the show. With all three Connecticut tracks not under the NASCAR umbrella for the first time in forever, what do you think of bringing back a tri-track series for weekly? I think he means for, like, weekly racers. Uh, I think they ran it for a year or two in the late 80s with the late models, Friday Stafford, Saturday Waterford, Sunday Thompson. I think it would help with the communication between the three tracks with rules and scheduling of major shows, and I could create an extra layer of intrigue. Just my two cents. Keep up the good work, he says. So thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. I think that I don't think that uh, NASCAR was stopping them from doing anything, whether it was a NASCAR track or not, because I don't think it's really um, that point though. Because I don't know if what because back in eighty seventy eight was Waterford a NASCAR track? They were on and off for a while, you know, I, I, until and, um, at least the nineties, and then I don't think they were at all. Obviously, Stafford was and Thompson was, but they still had a tri track championship. What made them stop was. Uh, the running a car three nights a week for some racers was getting to be very expensive and time consuming to change. It was a lot harder back then to change the gear ratios and change the cam timing because no one had stupid asshole crate motors, piece of shit, communist piles of shit. And I don't have my Russia button because I don't have my soundboard. We had changed computers. Yeah, but. sorry, folks. We didn't have soundboard. We didn't have all the stuff that we usually do. I had to go back in and edit it last week, and I had to put all the sounds back in. That was a real pain in the ass, uh, which is why I called it worst show ever. And I think people took that literally, what, so they just week? didn't. Yeah, I think they took it literally because nobody listened to it. Uh, the, everybody listened to like the first episode, and then like I put something out, worst episode ever, even though it wasn't the worst episode ever. It was actually kind of okay. And I think people just read the title and didn't listen. But anyway, getting back to the heart of the matter, it, it was just it was much more difficult to run that. It, the only reason why it didn't work out, it only did it for a couple of years, was tracks are starting to get different rules, which that's a big part of. And I think now that now that maybe I don't know if the costs have leveled off relatively the same, but it's the running of three nights a week that's the toughest part of it. It would be cool. To see a tri-track uh, type of series, maybe they could alternate weeks. Like, uh, this is going to be a tri-track series race one week, like for Waterford. And then the next week would be like a Stafford week. And then the week after that would be a Thompson week or something there along the lines for that. And then you would have an overall champion based on alternating shows here and there. So you didn't have to run a track three times a week, maybe only like well, twice a week. Again, to your point, I don't think it was a NASCAR thing holding him back. I think it's more along the lines of just getting all the tracks together. But I think um, Sid DiMaggio would be screaming at his computer while editing this if I didn't mention the uh, Yankee All-Star League from the mid mid to late 70s. There that ran go. That ran the, uh, I think it was Waterford, Thompson, and Star Speedway. And I think towards the end, I think Menadnock and, and someone else made a little bit of an appearance. But I think it was like six races during the year when all these tracks were running full schedules. And they kept separate points, and they paid a separate purse. And uh, I didn't, I'm not going through the whole thing, but I know they did run something like that. Um, I feel like they did something relatively similar to that. Uh, yeah, like through the 80s or maybe early 90s. 
I don't think it was really a late model thing. It might have been an SK thing as well. Again, my, I'm going off memory here. I couldn't really find yeah, anything Phil to Rondo go off that. Phil Rondo was but, uh, dominant in those Tri-Track. He it, was very strong in them. It could have been a McCarthy, late model gig. Uh, McCar- I know Brian McCarthy uh, ran, the tri- ran for the Tri-Track Championship as well. I don't think you know if you won or not. Uh, Jay Stewart definitely did. Things of yeah, drivers of those those caliber were. Yeah, this is this is something that we've been harping on since we've even like started racing, even before we got a podcast. Is that if you've got a racetrack and there are three other racetracks or four other racetracks, however many racetracks there are in the area, if you have the same rules, you'll get more cars. And I don't see why racetracks don't work together to have the same rules in every division. Basically, I know. You know, let's let's take the last two years out of this and just say, like, maybe the 15 years before that and say, why don't they have the same rules? But, like, you look at Stafford, they have SKs. Uh, Waterford and Thompson have SKs. Uh, Seekonk, nope, they don't have SKs. Uh, you move up towards north in the NHSTRA, they have modifieds, but they don't run, like, SKs. Um, they're different. They have different engine packages. So that's how... Uh, Late models, they run ACTs at Waterford Thompson, Seekonk, and pretty much everywhere up north. And Stafford, they don't. So there's one out again. Yeah, Stafford's the only one that and runs then, real late models. Yeah, base, well, NASCAR-style late model, right? Isn't that what it is? It's what they always were. You know, that's that was the original late model series as far as I'm concerned. It, so. d- it dates back a long, a long way. Yeah. And then... Like you look at, I don't think anybody really cares about doing a tri-track thing for like a lower division, like a street stock or a, a mini stock or anything like that, because the street stock rules at Stafford are different than Seacon, uh, Thompson, Waterford, and HSTRA now, so they're out again, and they don't run mini stocks at all, which they should, instead of the limited late models. Uh, but now that everybody changed over to a limited late model style street stock, maybe now that'll actually come into play. So now we're playing like 4D chess here. It's like, all right, so. I think it for, nice. it would, you know, if they did something for SKs, not touring mods, not anything, if you just, like, they'll have separate dates like this, like the Yankee All-Star thing, where it's six or eight races or however many they want. Six sounds like a good number. Where you go to a track and you run a regular points night and it counts towards a uh, tri-track type of points. And you have a promoter come in and, like, take care of it and, you know, yes. do all the funding and sponsor sales and... Uh, that's Point. the thing. Yeah, like no all that one's stuff. Gonna go th- it would be very nice to do, but no one's going to go through all this effort unless there was some kind of money or advertising, uh, some kind of additional revenue that was going to be gained from it. That would be it. Would be a great idea to have, you know, up and down the division. But you need to have. You can't just. Uh, you can't take car counts for granted anymore. You can't take getting sponsorship for granted anymore. Racetracks have to fight and claw and kick and scream for any kind of revenue. Yeah, and it's not exactly that simple to just put together a sanctioning body because I've seen sanctioning bodies come and go like the old Street Stock Tour. Those guys tried. They tried really hard to get a sanctioning body together to have touring division, be it for Street Stocks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of money because... Like, they wanted to put on a race at New Hampshire, and it's like, man, Bob Guptill doesn't do that anymore because of the amount of risk involved, about like the six figures worth of money, and it's like, he doesn't have it. He's basically banking on a sunny day to make that money back, and he probably won't make any profit off of it. So it's like, 
you got to have a lot of savvy when it comes to promotion and like sales in order to run one of these series, but you also have to have the right connections and it's just a, it's a huge headache. Um, I know it would be like, it would be very nice in a perfect world for tracks to just come together and have everybody work together. But in the last 20 or 30 years, the only times you've ever seen tracks work together is so that they don't really step on each other's toes for a tour date or something. And it's like most of the other time, they half of the time they don't care. So yeah. it's it's really at this point it's just hard enough to get them to work together on a regular schedule, much yeah. less. Now doing they this. have to work together. In my opinion, they really have to work together because, like I said before, you cannot take for granted car counts and screw one track over for for another one because everybody's going to be out. No one's going to buy a race car just for one racetrack. They want to be able to put that money and in investment into racing as a whole, and. You're only going to have strength in numbers if you make it appealing to everybody. Yeah, you have to. The best thing you, you can possibly the only the only real thing you can do now is to not only have a solvent racetrack which is run properly, but you have to increase the return on investment for racers. Again, that's another thing that we uh, harp on all the time, and you you can't step on other tracks' toes because you can watch. All around the country, and especially in the financial climate that we're in, especially the real estate climate that we're in, completely solvent, money-making racetracks going under because the value of the land is worth more as an Amazon warehouse than it is as a functional racetrack. So it's like the it makes a better business sense for the people who own the racetrack, even though they love racing. They're like, I can't keep not feeding my family when it rains. Or I can take this giant lump sum and make sure we're set for life. You know, that's tough. That's a tough decision to make, but it's either your family or the racers. Which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick your family. I mean, it's easy to say without being presented with you, like literally inches of money being thrown at you versus briefcases of money. Yeah. Versus the unknown. You know, Jeff Bezos' money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it's. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean that's no. There's no question. I mean, like I said, it's it's tough to watch completely solve. I mean, not all of us are, you know. Look at AOC and can tell Amazon to go fuck themselves. Well, yeah, that worked (laughs) out well for her, right? Yeah, right. But anyway, um, (laughs) look at South Boston or not South Boston, Myrtle Beach. That was I'm pretty sure they were like at least a break even or solvent racetrack, but the land was worth so much more. I mean, look at the Cup Series. They're selling off racetracks. Look at what what happened to most of California. They sold off like three quarters of the property. They're going to try to make a racetrack well, out of it. Look at what happened to Pikes Peak. That got ripped down. The grandstands went to one track. The scoreboard went down to Texas for for them. Uh, they, yeah, they parted that track out. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're, they're eating themselves. They're eating their own. And again, Chicagoland. Yeah. That was a solvent racetrack. It wasn't losing NASCAR money. But the land was worth more as an Amazon warehouse than it was as a racetrack. And you know what? Non-racing related. I heard that the uh, Crystal Mall might become an Amazon warehouse because it's worth more as an Amazon warehouse than it is as a mall. Yeah. So <laughs> I know. it's funny. I think I, I, made... kinda, I, I had a daydream where the Crystal Mall would be bulldozed into another, like a drag strip <laughs> <laughs> or something. Oh, that would be nice. Track, yeah. You know, that ran on different nights in the speed bowls. That would be Sunday you know. nights. Yeah. Yeah, fine. But no, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's how picking my nose on camera, and I apologize. Said that's okay. Oh, He's got so me over here. Crazy. Maybe we should do it at the same time. 
So he can't edit it out. Maybe just go. like put a screen that says stay tuned. No. Anyway. Um, so this is all a bunch of history stuff, but I wanted to just poke this in here. It says for more info on this history stuff, you can look it up. Um, you can head on over to speedbowlhistory.com. It's Sid's site. It's a treasure trove of statistics. It's even got links to the documentary, and they might even have a little more info than what we could provide you just by, you know, a five-second look online. But, I mean, if you're interested in that kind of thing, look it up and yeah. check it out. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, do you want to jump right into this, or do you want to go through the, the tiny things first? I don't know. What, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have your I don't want to give... No, I don't want to give it away. I don't have I don't your, notes. Give away I what, your notes, so I have no idea what I'm saying. Well, yes I have to. my special thing what am I listed yes to? right here, but I have all these things as well that we can oh, go through. Can I see them? Or no, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> I'm so helpful, aren't I? No, the, I have a special like thing planned for entertainment purposes, which Phil you. completely flaked on us for. Um, I'm wondering if I should do that now or later. That's all. I'm just trying I, to put I it to a vote. I don't know. Okay. You, you tell me what to think. Why don't we do it now? Hello. <laughs> so, okay. what I had planned was a motorsports-related trivia contest amongst all three of us. Uh. This was going to be six questions apiece. Oh. The person asking questions obviously can't answer, but each person has a chance to answer. You'll get a chance to answer at least 12 questions per person, because obviously one person is going to be reading the whole time. And then the person with the most right answers wins. And then people at home can play along if they're listening or whatever. But since Phil flaked, now we only get six apiece, and they're all different. Oh, I made extra questions, but that's okay. Oh, did you? I did have extra questions, just in case. I don't know. Okay, go for it. Okay. Anyway, all right, so who goes first in this? Just me? How I'll about just we go flip a coin and make it interesting? I don't have a coin. That's the problem. I don't have a coin either. <laughs> We're looking around for something, and there's absolutely nothing here, so I'll go first. Okay. As I'm the host. Okay. Do you want a hard question first, or do you want an easy one first? Just, you're going to give it to me anyway, so just... Just give you whatever's in the line? Just just do it. This is great airtime. <laughs> just us bickering. <laughs> this is going very Mr. well. Mr. Wishy-Washy over here can't make a decision. Oh, I'm trying that's, to... That's uh, me. Hmm. I'm talking about me. Yeah, me neither. I can't like, do anything here. So, all right, question number one. Do you have the trivia contest music? I remember we did that last time. Oh, yeah, time. we do. I have the contest music. Do you have music. contest music? Hang on. Oh, that would have set the ambiance perfectly. Whatever. Um, oh, there we go. The second trivia contest that we put on. The second Making Labs podcast trivia contest. I think the last time I actually did this to Jesse, and I had like 15 questions for him ranging in difficulty. But this time we're actually going to like give each other questions for one. Which is nice. Because I actually... Hard. Because I actually want to <laughs> go to, you're going to uh, sensitivity training. Anyway. <laughs> oh, did I just say that out loud? Yes, you did. Oh. Okay, so. Excuse me. All right. I am ready with my first question. Do I have to shut the music off? Uh, can I do it now? That's okay. I can do. Do whatever you're going to do. Okay, I don't care. So, I just don't want to keep it on loop, you know? Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, question number one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Good. Who is the only woman to ever win a World Rally Championship race event? Your mother! <laughs> <laughs> Your mom? <laughs> okay, um, I'll give you a hint. Huh? I don't she, watch rally. She, come on, you watch Top Gear 
and you watched Grand Tour. She was on there. There's your hints. Uh, raced for Audi when the Quattro came out. It's not Vicky Butler Henderson, is it? No. Well, then I'm then you know. Okay, it's Michelle Mouton. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> Sorry, I will. <laughs> Wrong button. I make I make questions way too hard. I what think. the hell? <laughs> Who the fuck is she? What year? Who? Nineteen eighty four, I think. Right, because <laughs> no, I give a shit about because what I watched TV. I, wa- <laughs> I watched is, like so. You, I watched Grand Tour. He did a whole I'm thing not a on fan of rally racing. I don't watch stupid stuff across the pond at Bongland or. Finland stand. I don't even know what state Finland is. Okay, it's freaking racing. Rally racing is freaking awesome. I'm sorry, no, but I must draw the line there. That's it's awesome. It's great to watch them thrash the car in the woods. That's great and all, but still, um, cool bully for her. Okay, because I can't be bothered. It's not America. We're the center of the universe. <laughs> Just say your question. No one gives a shit. Question number one from Hang Jesse on. is. I've got one more thing to say about that. I have a bad case of diarrhea. I have a bad case of diarrhea. I have a bad case of diarrhea. I was hoping the sound was literally pooping. It's close enough. (laughs) It sounded like it to me. Jesus Christ. Oh, you're not going to like the rest of my questions. (laughs) Excuse my language. Okay. Our producer has entered the studio, so... All right, you're what up. What do you produce besides babies? Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. That's hey, just that's your nephew. I love you, him. Yeah, you damn well better. And she did such a good job. She Thank almost you. died, so give her a break. I do. Yeah, really? We love you. Okay, so you. what's question number one from Jesse? Let's get this back on track. Before. Okay. Okay. I'll start you off with a hard one. That's what she said. No, wait. That's, the what? office sucks. <laughs> I don't like Who is either. the only driver to win an NHRA national event and an IndyCar race? Uh, Not in the same season. Oh. Danny Angaius? Wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm not ready for this at all. <laughs> hey, I got it right. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I thought I got that one wrong. And then I have follow-ups. Danny Angaius won the 1969... I like U.S. Nationals, driving for Mickey Thompson in mm. his funny car. And he also won a numerous, uh, back in the U- USAC cart split back in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, oh, yeah. He won numerous USAC and, and, and IndyCar races. He won five races in 1978. He, he was, had some wild wrecks, too, man. He was, oh, man, oh I'm surprised God. that guy lived. Uh, yeah, several of them. Uh, yeah, 81. He a few was, times he his car split He missed, like, an entire year. After 81, because he crashed in Michigan so hard, he barrel-rolled down the straightaway. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, Wasn't he the one who went um, engine first into the fence at turn one, or in between one and two at Indianapolis? That was 87. And, oh, uh, yes. That was the one time he drove for Roger Penske, the one race. Oh. And that car was fast, and he, he wrecked that car, mangled his legs up. That was Yeah, that was ugly. That was where his legs were all exposed. like Oh, yeah, there. I remember that. Oh. Yeah, he, he was really wrecked in that one real bad, and that is where Roger Penske took the show car. The show car f- from f- and put Al Unser in it, and he won his fourth Indy 500. Well, there you go. 
So how about that little bit of ADB trivia, huh? By the way. That almost was entertaining. Uncle Bobby. Probably can't see it from the glare, but. Yeah. Uh, when he won, didn't win. That was when? 1980? This is 82, I believe. Yeah, the year after he not won one the 8500. Not won one. I think he lost. Mario won. No, it's not Mario. Uh, what's his name one? Mario won. Oh, no, Mario didn't win. Uh, uh, Bobby yeah, won. Did. No, Bobby won. No. Question number two from me. Great. Okay. How do you spell Mika Hakkinen's name? No one knows. No, but it is Formula One related. Oh, great. Another series I could give two shits about. Well, this guy's good. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve won the F1 championship in what year? 1996. Oh, that was really close. 97. He entered in 96. Oh. No, that was really close, though. That was as good as you were going to get, I think, on that one. Why are you asking Jesse about Formula One when you know he hates it? Because he hates it. <laughs> That's funny. It's not funny. But it's yeah, funny. I know. But it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> his his career suffered a very steady decline after this. Like He was on fire in 96, won it in 97, and then just fizzled out after like 10 yeah, years. moved on to... Yeah, he just completely out. Yeah. You spend more time with the race car than me. You should be polishing my shoes and holding my purse. Why don't you buy me more things? You don't spend enough time with this me. This is my life. I'm driven to win. <laughs> but I am a lover, not a fighter. Fair enough. All right, what's, uh, all right, you're up. Second question. It took over. I'm okay. I'm going to give you another hard one. All right. Asshole. It took John Force over 15 wins. 15 years, excuse me. It took John Force over 15 years to win his first national uh, to win his uh, first ever NHRA national event. When was John Force's first NHRA event win? 1984. Close. Was it 85? No. He actually won the AHRA championship in 1984, but he did not win a national event. Oh, 1986 till 1987. Damn, Montreal. Oh, that's right. I thought it was some. Okay, I was thinking of something else. We suck at this game. Yeah, I got one right. That's the only one that's one right. gotten right. And um, <laughs> his first televised national event win, because when he won, he won in, at Saint Air in Montreal. That was a great track. Yeah, they had an oval track there too. They had a whole place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, but but Canada, Canada fucked that track good because you're not allowed to run uh, fuel grades that don't have ethanol in it. Canada's stupid. So Canada's fucking dumb. You're not allowed to drag race there practically anymore. So you Idiots. can't you can't do any of that stuff. So Santa Ana ended up closing. We're not much because better. Canada's stupid. We're they not do much it for environmental reasons, but they bulldoze hundreds of forests to put up one stupid solar farm, which does dick. Fuck that. Anyway. Canada's dumb. But anyway, his first national John Force's no. first ever <laughs> that's a first ever national event televised win was Columbus of 1988 at the Spring Nationals. His first televised win. He was, uh, his wife was in the hospital. They were inducing labor because she was a little on the late side. And, oh, that's right. Uh, and Courtney Force was, would be born. 
That's right. That was yeah. He won. Or was it the? What was the? Who's the oldest one? Yeah, he uh, Ash, uh, Aiden. His he has a step. He has a no. I mean, the the three sisters is Ashley well, the oldest. Four sisters. There's four. What of the them. fuck? I don't know anything. There's uh, he has she has he has a previous marriage. There is one that starts with an A. It's like Aldine or Aphid or Aloysius. I don't know what the name is, <laughs> but it's like it starts with an A, mm. and it's this one from a prior marriage. Fair enough. I do have a John Force question on here for you, so you'll be happy. Yay! I got one good one here for you. Actually, I got two, but moving on. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> so... I can't get over that. Uh, question number three from me. This actually might tie in well with my question. Okay. Sebastian Loeb won the World Rally Championship nine years in a row from 2004 to 2012. What car manufacturer did he drive for? Uh, Is it French? Yes, it was French. I'll give you that. Oh my god, I guessed something right. So I didn't write the answer, but I do know it. I'm like, (laughs) because I'm like Subaru. I don't know. They have four wheel drive. I don't give a fuck about rally. Who does? (laughs) I do. No one cares. It doesn't affect me. I'm an American. I wish you could they have Rally America. Ooh, whoop de doo If you lived here, it looks like you were going to kill Brent in his sleep over that question. Come on, this is basic knowledge. French, uh, Citroen? I think that was it. It might have been Peugeot. I can't remember now. I didn't write the answer down, so I fucked is up. Is it Renault? <laughs> Wait, I got the answer. It's is on it my Reynaud, phone. Is it Citroen? Or that, I know French cars. Those are the only like French cars that exist. What was your first answer? Citroen? Renault? Or... I think you're right on the Citroen. I'm going to say yes, because I didn't write the answer down there either, apparently. <laughs> that's really bad. Did you guys get in an argument the last time you did? Uh, let's just say that that's correct, because I think it was Peugeot, but we'll just move on. I'm only in here because... Peugeot, Reynolds, or Citroen. There's three, uh, and they all... Oh. They're probably all the same. Let's just move on to the Jesse's question number three. surrender monkeys. It gets better. This gets better, actually. You'll enjoy the last three. I gave you the shit ones first. <laughs> oh, dear. I hate this. I'm going home. Okay. Hey, guess what? <laughs> what? Local racing. Okay. Local racing. See, Jesse came prepared, and I'm the asshole here. Okay, so. because it affects me. It Fair affects... Enough. This is our habitat. Not- I got Danny on Gaius. Give me a break. Okay. What Frenchman... Won the Vermont Rally in uh, 1972. How about you give me your actual question? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they held a Vermont Rally in Driving the Volvo, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. How many SK Modified Championships does Ted Christopher have at Stafford? Stafford. Nine? I was waiting for validation or rejection. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, sweet. Got one. That was a swinging. <laughs> took a swing at that one. All right, so I have been paying a little bit of attention. All right, Look at so, me with the actual, like, decent questions. Okay, this one you might like. <laughs> this is my John Force question. You ready? Okay, good. All right, question number four from me. Okay, good. Who is the only person other than John Force... Cruz Pedregon. ...to win an NHRA Funny Car Championship during the 1990s? Jim Cruz, Petrick on 1992. It's yeah, right. Yay! 
Wait. I didn't care about the year. It just had to, I was just looking for the name. I don't know if I was right. With <laughs> I don't. I have no idea either. But I know it was. I gave you the. I gave you the name. That was it. <laughs> that's all I was looking for. Okay, so I see the paths we're going down. It kind of. My next question actually, actually, kind of, uh, is along the same lines. Um, uh, from 1999 to 2003, Dennis Gata owned the SK Modified Division at the Waterford Speedball. Mm-hmm. Who stopped the streak? Ed Reed Jr. Boom! Ed Reed Jr. Sweet. I gotta make some easier questions for poor Jesse. I keep screwing it. Well, I thought that it was gonna be between you and Phil, and I thought there'd be a brain trust and... Oh, forget it. Phil's not gonna know what car manufacturer some... He might! Some weird fucking Belgian... I don't even know what the fuck he is. Hey, Sebastian Loeb was the greatest road rally driver to ever live. I, I only he won know, nine championships only, in a row. I only know of Colin McRae because he was in a video game. And Colin McRae was a badass, by the way. He That's never finished a race, one. but he was awesome. That's the only one I... Then why did he get a video game if he crashed Because he time? was awesome. It was like Dale Earnhardt, but, you know, Dale rally Earnhardt racing. at least finished the races because he won a shit ton of them. Yeah, but he also was aggressive as hell and beat the shit out of shit. But you can't beat the shit out of a rally car. You'll break it. Colin McRae rolled a car over like three times in one rally and finished it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. But it was unrecognizable, but it was a badass. All right, are we ready for the next one? Out of all the racing there is in the, <laughs> in the entire world. I love rally racing. In all of the form of motorsports, <sighs> two of the six questions have been rally questions. That's one third. I thought, the they were, I thought they were interesting questions. We have NASCAR, which is the center of the universe. We have IndyCars. We have midgets. We have the Formula One even. At least it's well known and on television. You could have, you might as well have given me ice racing. They do a lot of that in rally. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Question number, question. question number five from me, which will draw the ire of Jesse. What year did the NHRA mandate self-starters for engines, thus doing away with push-starting cars? What do you mean, like, self-starting? You know how they put the thing on the blower and crank it over? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did away with that. And you don't, they don't put it in gear and push cars all across the line anymore? They don't have push trucks? Oh, I don't know exactly what year. I don't. I know it was they push started up to the mid sixties, maybe late sixties. I want to say sixty seven, sixty. Yeah, but they, when did they mandate it? They might have started like the the racers might have gradually moved away from it. But when did they actually do away with it? Like they mandated it from the sanctioning body, because it's always later than you think. Nineteen eighty two. Uh, close. No, nineteen seventy six. I know, I was kind of obscure, but I figured you were kind of a drag racing obscurist guy, so I, f- <laughs> I figured I'd throw you a weirdo one you might know. <laughs> there they are. Uh... <laughs> we're never doing this again. <laughs> you suck. We're never, I hate you. We're never doing this again, are we? I like trivia. Well, I trivia is it. fun. Okay, yeah, you can do it. I'll just, like... No, this is not going well. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. You fucker. You fucking bitch. <laughs> I will kill you. Uh, this is taking a dark turn. I am done talking to you. 
Okay, you want my last question, or do you have one left? Well, I'm supposed to give you more questions. I can't give you, like, two more questions. Okay, you got to go then. Okay, who holds who holds the, um, let's see, I, I kind of typed this out like shit. I, I, it's written by an illiterate. Uh, let's see, who holds the record at the Waterford Speed Bowl with the most divisions held with at least one track championship in that division? One track championship in that division. Yeah, with at least one. Yeah, who holds the record at the Waterford Speed Bowl hmm. for the most divisions with a track championship? Most divisions with one track championship? Yeah. Hmm. It's obviously somebody I have to have heard of. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, geez, I got like five names floating around in my head, but... I'll take any two. Uh, Collins? No. Hmm. Okay. Not Collins. Do you want to just? Uh, <laughs> should I give you one last try? Yeah. Potter. Damn. Potter. I, I don't know why I threw those two Potter, out there. Uh, Potter ran like two. He ran like bombers and modifieds. Well, I don't know. It's um, kind of hard to win a championship in more than one division. <laughs> we have uh, Alan Coates with three. That makes sense. Alan Coates with three. He ran it with the limited sportsman slash three trucks slash strictly stocks, whatever the hell they Late were. Late models and trucks. Late models and trucks. Or hmm. I would have taken Keith Rocco. That SKs, makes sense, too, because he won a... models and street stocks. That's right. 2004. Man, I was thinking a little bit more laterally for some reason. I don't know why, but oh, I fucked that up. Anyway, hey, that's fair enough. <laughs> you would have known that if you'd read, if you'd what, if you'd uh, gone on to speedbullhistory.com. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, my next question. <laughs> All right, last question from me. Here's a gimme. Who was the oldest NASCAR Cup Series rookie of the year? Dick Trickle, 1989, at 48 years old. Yay! <laughs> I gave you a gimme. <laughs> oh, no, Wrong one. one. I'm so used to losing, excuse me. Sweet. I had that question here, too, on my sheet. That was one of them. Um, I figured we were going to overlap on at least one. I knew I, yeah. I knew I had to throw a gimme out there. Yeah. Because my, I knew my questions were stupid. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a shame. He he's, that's one thing that you know talent cream doesn't always rise to the top in NASCAR because he should have been in NASCAR a lot longer, a lot earlier. A lot earlier and a lot longer. I mean, he's had like over a thousand wins. Yeah. I mean, you don't win a thousand wins on every short track in the damn country and be a chump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't happen. The same one with that driver that went to jail. Um, mm. What was his name? Uh, the one twelve. Oh yeah, that guy. The yeah. one. That, the one everybody has a boner for nowadays for some reason. Yeah, he's even the, though he's, he's a new new guy. Even though, though he's a colossal asshole. Anyway, yeah, everybody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> I just don't want to mention him by name. Oh, it's, I looked at NASCAR driver jail. And the first thing that pops up in Google is Rick Crawford. <laughs> oh, no. The former NASCAR Quick, truck driver. Turn, turn it off, children. Oh, no. Turn it off. No. Under 30 months in the federal prison for enticing a minor. Yeah, oh, turn Jesus it off. Christ. Oh, God. Uh, are, we, are we looking up his name? Oh, it was Gary Ballou. That's right. Gary Ballou. He's the one that's... Because he's an anti-hero, that's why. Yeah, but he's still an asshole. Yeah. It's not because of what he did. It's just his personality. He's just an asshole. Yeah. So whatever. Okay. Um, my last question for Brent. 
We could also do some honorable mentions if you'd like. I could do that too. Whatever. Um, at this Waterford Speedball, who has the most consecutive seasons with at least one feature win? Most consecutive with one? Yep. Did I already mention his name? I'm not giving you those hints. <laughs> I got like two names, but I don't know if I want to give... Ah. No, actually, you know what? I think I'm wrong on the second one. I wanted to say Potter. You're right. Oh, ding, okay. ding, 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 ding. Maybe I got to look at his sheet before and totally screwed my answers up. <laughs> look at you. Did pretty well. Bob Potter had uh, 17 consecutive seasons. That's what I thought. From uh, 1978 to 1994. Yeah. Okay. With at least, but you know something? He had at least 30 seasons with at least one win. 30. Must have. 30. At different racetracks, yeah. No, at Speedball. Oh, really? Yeah, at Speedball. I figured at least everywhere else, you know, just picking one yep. up wherever he could. Okay. I figured at least 30 years. Yep. All right, I got some bonus questions. Give them out. All right. I don't know if you gave me this the last time, but uh, Blank is the only driver to win the Winston Cup Championship and the ARCA Season Championship. Well, the NASCAR Championship. Uh, you know, the uh, only driver to ever win the NASCAR Cup Series Champion and an ARCA Series Season Championship. It's not in the same year. There's only one driver who's ever won the really? ARCA Championship. And was a NASCAR champion. Damn. Only one driver. Really? Yeah. Shit, I don't think I gave you that one. Oh, well, that would have been a good question because it's hard. Okay, so it's not who I'm thinking of. And it's definitely not that guy. There's a lot of ARCA champions that never did anything. You know that? Yeah, all of them. Except for, <laughs> except for and, one. Except for one. <laughs> you know? Chase Elliott didn't win an ARCA championship, did he? No, he, he never stuck around long no, enough to have that. Was... I don't remember him even being in ARCA. If it was, it was only for a couple of I races. mean, like, guys like Justin Allgaier won a, an ARCA championship. So it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him winning an ARCA championship either. He did win. Remember Scott Speed and Ricky Stenhouse wrecked each other at the last race of the year? Uh, an ARCA championship? Yeah. I don't know shit. Yeah. They were racing each other, and he, and they, like, both wrecked each other, and they were the top two in points, and he just kind of slid in and won it from third. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Pretty sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I give up. Okay. Because I am drawing a blank, and I've... I want to say Alan Kowicki. Ooh, I have no idea. fucking clue. <laughs> no idea. No, I, I think he... I don't know if he would be one that... He, he would be one that won, like, an ASA Oh, did, I don't even know if he did well, that. Well, Rusty Wallace did that, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it would be Benny Parsons. Really? BP. Benny Parsons would win it. Who who would have celebrated a birthday not too long ago, I think, right? Yeah. And I think, uh, what's his, Buddy Baker's was like today, I think. Oh, really? I think so. You think yeah. he would have been like 80 or something. Yeah. Anyway. What a biker. Don't smoke. Yeah, Don't uh, smoke, kids. Benny Don't. Parsons won the Arca Season Championship in 1968 and 69. He was like one of the first champions then, wasn't he? They had Arca a long seri- long time before that, too. They had. Oh, didn't they have it since like 40-something? Man, yeah, Arca's been around a while. Yeah, 50s anyway. Okay. But he won the, he won the Winston Cup Championship in 1973. That's right. Yeah. Jeez. Man, I had to dig Ain't for that, that one. Man, I never even thought to think that far back. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Hey. Got any more? Yeah. Who's the driver that uh, uh, is credited with uh, spraying the bottle of champagne? Dan Gurney? Yep, Dan Gurney. 
Yeah. Yeah. He started that tradition of spraying champagne in the Victory Lane. Yeah. Yeah. 1967, Le Mans, 24 hours. Yeah, and uh, it took a while for it to catch on, I think, but it, it was definitely Dan as the first person. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, usually they'd pop it and chug it and pass it on, but, yeah. Let's see. The, the <laughs> other one was easy. This was a Phil question was, uh, who won the Daytona 500, Indy 500, and Formula One championship? That'd be Mario Andretti. Yeah. Uh, bonus points for naming the years and bonus points Six, are going to be oh. the, for the car owners. Which, which, uh, for the years, years of, of each one? Yeah. He won in the 500 in like 66. No, 67. Oh, close 67. Though. Okay. They're close though. Uh, Formula One championship? Yep. Indy 500 was 60. I want to say 69. Yeah, 69. And Formula One, was it uh, 72? It was like 78. Oh, really late? Emerson Filippaldi won in Oh, 72. that's right. Yeah. Emerald won in 72 and But four, they were right? driving for the same team. Oh, and John you know Player something? Special? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, guess what? That was off the top of my head Formula One history, by no, the way. No, you were, folks. by the way, you were right. Boom. I'm pretty sure it was 72, the MO1. I think MO1, 72, yeah, because, 74. Because the question was uh, uh, 70, a question 70, of no, mine. No, 72, 74. A question of mine is, uh, let's see, which, uh, yeah, let's see. Um, I think uh, who won the, what years did the McLegend win the Formula One championship? Who's McLegend? You know who the McLegend is for Formula oh. One. Oh, um, I keep thinking McLaren, but he didn't win the Formula One championship. And I'm like, yes, I know. It's Jackie Stewart, right? Yes. Uh, he won it three times, I yep. want to say. Oh, uh, Jesus, I don't remember the years now. Was 1970 one of the years? Or was that Yak and Rent? That was Yak and Rent who died, who won posthumously. Yeah, he, d- he won posthumously. Okay, yeah. I'm just thinking. Formula One knowledge, look at me. I'm thinking too quickly. In a, in a series that I hate. But back then, it was well, Classic Formula One is really, amazing. Really badass. Yeah. So Now the, the cars are as long as a pickup truck, and they're fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So Yeah, the years were 1969, 71, and 73. That's right. So I knew he he had beaten Jackie Stewart. Yeah. Uh, in that year, yeah, he would retire in '73 after winning the championship. Yeah, because he watched way too many of his friends die. He was done. He was all done. He just well, did not want to do it anymore. Well, yeah, and plus his own experiences. Uh, Jackie. Oh Stewart, yeah, he got caught in a car once in '66. Uh, he got t-boned or something in in. A car, it was unavoidable. Was it at Hockenheim or was it a spa on the long course? I think I it was spa. Which. I think it was the long course at spa. I can't remember which where they one went it was, through the country but, roads and he was pinched in there so tight that he he went off the track and hit a uh, barrier like a fence. Yeah, he got t-boned. Or I don't think too. he got t-boned. Well, he t-boned somebody or something. He hit a yeah. fence post. And um, yeah, he uh, was wedged in the car and it only had ten inches of room. So his yeah. pelvis was twisted sideways, yeah, and he, he only was... had ten inches of room. So he was going in and out of consciousness, and then like passing out from pain. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it took forever for the track crew to get there. Blah blah blah. And there was like a farmer there, just kind of staring at him. Yeah, and, and there was fuel all over the place, and he was worried it was about filling the cockpit up. So he was literally in a pool of exploding fuel. Yeah, sitting if... there. Yeah, and the car luckily didn't catch fire. And then he goes to, and then he gets out of the car. They finally get him out after like in half an hour. And they bring him to the medical tent, and the medical tent pretty much looks like the one from, like, MASH. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like some <laughs> pop-up tent. There's a guy with one arm, and they're all smoking cigarettes, and there's a million cigarette butts Wait, on the Wait, was ground. that the time that the freaking... He's like, I'm all covered in fuel, and you got empty cigarette butts all over the place? 
What the fuck, man? Was what that fuck, lad? Was that the time they took him in an ambulance to a, a hospital that was closed? Or was that someone else? It might be somebody else. <laughs> I, I think know. that was someone else. But Jesus that was one of the arguments Christ. he had for Formula One safety back in the day. Well, yeah, just re- that was it. Formula. Yeah, he actually started taping a wrench to his uh, steering wheel so that he could try to undo bolts to get himself out of the car if he was stuck <laughs> yeah. there. Literally, he used to duct tape a wrench that would take the bolts off of the car so that he could get out if he was nah, stuck like bullshit. that again. You know what that's for? That's bullshit. That's what well, he said. It, it's, val- it's valid. That's but- what he said. But I'm thinking it was also. I think it was for, to take the steering components off so that he could come straight up. That's out. That's true, but I think it had a secondary purpose, and that was to turn the nozzle on for the laughing gas. <laughs> and then the car would take off like a bastard. Probably. <laughs> did that in the 70s. Why not? Daryl Waltrip did that. He said that. He had a wrench in the car, they hit it in the petty bar. And when he was driving for Die Guard, and when he was qualifying, he would go down the back straightaway at Daytona. Take the wrench out, go, and then Wah! he said down to Dale Jr. podcast. Yeah, he told us all about. It. They used that to they used to take the roll cage and charge it full of nitrous, yeah. and then they would have like a hidden system where you could just whatever. Yeah. All so, right, so that was the trivia contest, I'm everyone. Done with the trivia contest. Maybe next time I'll do it better. Yeah, I won't. I won't do ridiculous questions Holy anymore. Shit. Anyway, so we have a couple little short items to take care of as well. Um, okay. We wanted to pass along our thoughts to the family of Ricky Gifford, who was an ACT late model owner and regular at Seekonk Speedway, who passed away this uh, this past week. And uh, we want to send our best wishes out to them and our condolences as well. Uh, he owned the uh, five car, the gray five car that looked like it was a Hendrick number five. You've probably seen it hanging around Seekonk and around the ACT. The car was his pride and joy, and he loved racing, and he loved owning the car. So, <clears throat> again, our condolences out to that family. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. Kyle Larson destroys the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series by 15 seconds in their season opener at Alltech Speedway. <laughs> oh, man. Did you catch that on uh, any... I caught, like, the last five laps of it. It must have been incredibly boring. Yeah, I saw the end of it. Yeah. It was just... yeah. I think I was watching the uh, 15 grand to win uh, inaugural Florida Fest Super Late Model Race at Showtime Speedway. Yeah. On Speed Fifty One, was that on Flow TV? I didn't watch that on Flow. I watched the the Wing Nationals, the Wild West ah, Shootout. Okay. Uh, Tony Stewart ended up winning like the last night, and yeah, yeah, it was it was. But I should I I was watching yeah. that uh, Super Late Model race, and Steve Dorer picked up that win. He was stout, just stout in that race. By the way, Steve Dorer, since Phil's not here to explain who Steve Dorer is, since he races in his series. Steve yeah, Dorr owns and operates the Wheelman Sportsman Series in Florida, which is a really cool series. And Phil races for him. But he's not here. So we had to add that in. And he could have at least added something to that conversation. But he's not here. Yeah. So, okay. He's probably uh, working on his race car instead of spending time with us. Maybe he's fellatioing Steve. <laughs> Probably he had a win. I mean, anyway. So the last night or the last item I want to touch on was something that dropped today, and it was Kyle Busch shut down his super late model team, and he stated, "Unfortunately, I shut down my super late model team. That was just one of those things that I couldn't seem to find the right circumstances and right people to run that thing for me. 
It just didn't make sense right now anymore. Uh, we'll see if it makes sense in the future. Those are the kind of things you have to sacrifice and put aside. He continued on with the statement, but you get the gist of it. And to me, that reads as, I couldn't find a kid rich enough to bring his own team and pay for the car. I'm sure there's rich kids still out there. Yeah, but, I mean, if there's a rich kid and a super late model, they usually just buy their own and then make good with the chassis manufacturer and just use all their stuff and, like, equipment. You know what I mean? Instead of buy, you 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 don't buy a ride in a super late model. You you own a super late model, and then you buy your ride when you get higher up, like a truck or an Xfinity. You know what I mean? You gotta save your money here, people. Yeah, the rental the the ride rentals are reserved for the higher divisions. Yeah, yeah. You gotta save that shit. How far in are we on this thing? I don't know. I think this is an hour. Okay. Well, I'm done. What about you? I'm done. Cool. All right, so in lieu of Phil not being here, I'm not going to give out his social media platforms. So, <laughs> But you can find this show on every major podcast platform, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, anything. Give us a subscribe on there. Give us a review. Give us a high rating so that we actually can gain more listeners. I don't know how it works that way. We don't program the algorithms, but it works. It helps. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube very soon on the Vault Productions webpage. That is available on uh, youtube.com slash sidsvault, S-I-D-S, vault, V-A-U-L-T, obviously. Is there a hyphen in the middle? No, there's not. It's a one word. Oh, very good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, I talked to Sid last week. I know last week I said, hey, you know, we're we're kind of working it out. You know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. And then I met with him and I brought him some footage. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're just going to run through this. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just we'll go through it so we're going to be available there again check out his page uh speedballhistory.com if you're interested in that uh, history stuff and the documentary series which is actually pretty phenomenal if you haven't caught up on that uh go back and watch all of those He's taking donations too for part six yeah so if you have anything of note to uh like for history wise or like financial help or anything because he's doing this shit on his own it's really hard to do but it comes out really awesome and there's a lot of production to go through and it's expensive so give him a shout um we're also available on instagram at making laps podcast facebook.com slash making laps podcast and uh let's see oh yeah you can email us now which we just got that email today again uh thanks ryan for your email uh you can email us at making laps podcast at gmail.com pretty easy it's none of this making laps underscore 54 podcast. You know, oh, someone stole our making name. Making dot laps dot podcast dot info. <laughs> info. No, at that help us. Yeah. Um, you can find me at BrentGleason01 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, people keep finding me on Facebook. And don't don't be, like, upset if I don't friend you. I, I honestly don't use my Facebook that way. I'm not an attention whore. I mean, I will uh, I'll friend people if I know who you are. But if we've never really met, and uh, chances are likely I'm not going to friend you. So you can give me a follow on any other platform except for that one. Feel free. I don't care. Um, just don't be slighted by it or anything. It's not It's not you. It's me. So anyway, Jesse will be found under uh, in his bunker. No. You, no. <laughs> no. You can actually find me at Gab. Aha. At there you 81. go. What's that? You can find me at Gab.com at 81. A-D-I-E-W-U-N. It's like a phonetics type of thing. Yeah. Okay, so find, find me there and uh, Telegram at the same address. Okay, so find Until Jesse on... the uh, regressive uh, Democrats deem them 
uh, a threat to their uh, unfree speech and shut them down just like Parlor. So I'll be there until they, they shut have an me outlet. Down. Shut them down. I will be there until they shut me down. And then after they get shut down, you can find him in the woods. Uh, well, he you won't find him. He'll find you. Uh, okay, I gave Phil a lot of shit all day, but okay, you can find Phil at PJ's PJACQUES Racing at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the fuck he's on. Anyway, you can look for a video series on the Vault Productions YouTube page with. Phil from the World Series of Speedway Racing at New Smyrna Speedway. We will also be putting out a uh, onboard series, I think, with um, Ryan Priest and God, I hate it. I forgot who else we're going to do it. Maybe Doug Kobe. I'm not sure, but that'll be coming up soon from uh, New Smyrna, which will be coming up either this weekend or next weekend. I think it's either two weeks from now. About it's about February, the beginning of February, right? Yeah, there's supposed to be some football game going on then too. I don't know, but. Oh, Super Super Bowl, Super Owl, got it. All right, and if there's nothing else, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, comrades. Until we get shut down. Yes, until we get until shut we, down. Until we get shut down. See next you again. Time. See you later.